Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Doctor Who first appeared on our TVs back in 1963, and since then we've probably watched the Doctor go on more adventures than any other fictional character. Many Doctor Who episodes are fantastically written and explore some really cool sci-fi themes. The modern series has continued this streak, swapping the serials for a Monster of the Week format. However, for every great idea that is executed flawlessly, there is a brilliant idea that just doesn't get the love it deserves. It's a shame, because there are some fantastic ideas at play in some of these episodes, but the momentum is lost as soon as we get into it. With that in mind, I'm Will for Who Culture, and here are 10 Doctor Who stories that waste great ideas. 10. Evolution of the Daleks Evolution of the Daleks is often cited as being Russell T. Davies's worst Dalek story, and it's easy to see why. The evolution of the Daleks doesn't quite nail the landing on what it's going for, which is a shame, because it proposes some really interesting questions. Dalek Sec coming to the realisation that the current Dalek way of life just isn't working was really great to see, and he makes a good point. For the supposedly most superior race in the universe, they don't seem to win a lot. This itself creates fractions within the Dalek group, some Something the audience hasn't seen since the classic series. Sadly, the actual evolution Dalek set goes under isn't quite what fans expected. As Rich excellently put it a few videos ago, those face penises are weird. Beyond Dalek sex look though, the actual setting feels wasted too. Stories set in New York aren't all that common, but this one just feels like it was set in New York for no good reason. If you're gonna take such a great setting, do something with it. This one could have happened anywhere. 9. Cold War The setup to this story sounded fantastic. The Doctor and Clara find themselves on a Russian nuclear submarine during the Cold War, just as the Russians discover a frozen ice warrior. Not only does this setup offer the writers lots of themes and ideas to explore, it was supported by a fantastic cast, including Liam Cunningham and Josh O'Connor. Yet the episode fails to impress. The Cold War setting does have relevance to the plot, but the actual history of it is mostly ignored. This is a shame, considering the Doctor has his own strong beliefs regarding war and mass destruction. The Ice Warrior is a strange inclusion too. It makes sense to use an alien obsessed with war, but why have him out of his suit and strip him of all his iconography? As soon as Skaladak leaves his suit, the episode basically becomes a poor rip-off of Alien. Also, the CGI is pretty bad. Come on, BBC, you're better than this. 
8, in the Forest of the Night. A forest that appears overnight covering the world feels like a very classic Doctor Who story. It's a bizarre mystery that is a little silly, but it's a great setup for a fun Doctor Who adventure. After all, how often is the Doctor actually lost for words at what he's encountered? The actual reasoning for the trees appearing is pretty good too, it's just the actual main bulk of the episode that lets it down. For a start, this episode feels like it's set in a post-apocalyptic world. Clara, Danny and the kids are in the centre of London, so why don't they encounter a single other soul? Just because trees have popped up everywhere does not mean the population will stay inside. Recent events in the real world have proven that even under the risk of death, people don't do that. Haha, <laughs> I made myself sad. It sounds like a niggling point, but it really breaks the immersion of the story. Pair this with pretty poor child acting throughout, and the episode starts to lose its charm. 7. Love and Monsters One of the greatest Doctor Who stories to air on TV has to be Blink, the episode that introduced both the Weeping Angels and made it difficult to trust statues. Often ignored about that episode, however, is the fact that the Doctor doesn't actually play a huge role in the story. This was a smart move by the writers, as it kept things fresh, made the monster even scarier, and made the world of Doctor Who feel real. Love and Monsters could have done the same thing. A man who joins a Doctor hunting group having to face a monster that can literally absorb you into his skin is a fantastic pitch for an episode. Instead, the episode leaned a little too heavily on the lighter side of things, making the absorber laugh into a bit of a laughing stock. It wasn't helped by the fact that the Doctor's actual inclusion in the story just serves as a way to tie things up at the end. Maybe the absorber laugh can be brought back one day, and this interesting idea should be given another shot. 6. Victory of the Daleks Victory of the Daleks had so much going for it entering the episode. A Dalek story set in London during the Second World War that also introduces a new breed of Dalek. The episode sounds like it's going to be a fun 40 minutes. Having the Daleks serve the British Army is a really interesting concept, and the Ironside design is really cool. With the Daleks being an allegory for the Nazis, there is lots to explore here. Unfortunately, the main mystery of this episode never really convinces you that these Daleks are Anything but Daleks playing pretend. The reveal that Professor Bracewell was actually an android doesn't really land that well, and the introduction of the new multicolored Daleks never really leads anywhere. The episode probably would have worked better if it was closer to Dalek, showing the audience how Eleven perceives the Daleks while also challenging his views. While the new Dalek designs are cool, if they're not going to serve a future purpose, it'd be best to just focus on London and the Ironside Daleks. 5. The Hungry Earth and Cold Blood A two-part story from the current showrunner, Chris Chibnall, The Hungry Earth and Cold Blood reintroduced the Silurians, and it looked like it was going to really shake things up by having them and humans actually decide on a way to coexist on the planet. The Doctor leaving it to a handful of humans to broker this piece feels very in-character, especially as he jumps around with glee at the very idea. Unfortunately, this episode is plagued with one of the most annoying supporting casts that seem hell-bent on ruining everything. Everything. The choices that Elia and Ambrose make are just frustrating to watch. It doesn't feel natural. It feels like Chibnall is trying to create conflicts out of nothing. Had the supporting cast not made so many infuriating choices, and we actually got a follow-up to this story in future series, it could have been a really great episode that used a classic monster in the best way possible. Instead, the episode is irritating, and quite honestly, forgettable. 4. The Sontaran Stratagem and the Poison Sky this two-part story had everything going for it. Not only was it going to reintroduce the Sontarans, sorry, Sontarans, yes,
a classic monster that hadn't been seen yet in the revival era of the show, but it also brought Martha back into the story while she worked at Unit. This all sounded great, but the two-part story was a bit disappointing as a viewing experience. The Sontarans using satnavs as a weapon against the human race isn't the worst idea, I guess? The problem is it doesn't really fit the Sontarans. Pair this with the fact that they aren't taken as seriously as they probably should have been, and their grand return is really underwhelming. Martha may return for the story, but she's absent for a large part of it, which was really annoying for fans of The Companion. All this story needed to do was up the threat level of the Sontarans a little bit, while also showing how Martha had developed without the Doctor. Instead, the Sontarans have a weird war cry dance that just makes you laugh at them, while Martha is replaced by a clone. Okay then. 3. Last of the Time Lords Utopia and The Sound of Drums were two superb episodes that not only brought back Captain Jack, but also the Master. The reveal that the mysterious Harold Saxon had in fact been the Master all along was great, and John Sims' version of the character works extremely well with David Tennant's Doctor. With the Doctor trapped by the Master, who now rules the world, the final episode had a lot riding on it. How is Martha gonna get out of this one? Well, we skip a year of her travels around the world, which sounds quite exciting, but I guess we don't get to see that. We do get to see the results of her plan though, which is that she gets everyone on the planet Earth to think about the Doctor at the same time, which of course causes him to return to his younger self and start hovering like a god. Wait, what? Still, despite this, no one can deny that the Master refusing to regenerate as the Doctor begs him to is nothing short of fantastic, and arguably one of Tennant's greatest moments in the role. 2. The Woman Who Fell to Earth a Doctor's first story is arguably their most important. It's their chance to sell their incarnation of the character and prove to audiences that they can carry the mantle of the Doctor. Being the first female Doctor, Jodie Whittaker really had quite the challenge on her hands. Unfortunately, 13's first episode is a forgettable adventure that fails to leave an impact. The episode suffers from an extremely shallow villain that fails to intimidate or impress. Alongside this, we're introduced to The Fam, but there is just too many of them to successfully introduce in a single episode. We we also spend too much time with the companions and too little with the new Doctor. Overall, the episode feels overstuffed and rather generic in its story beats. Also, the drastic change of the Doctor's gender is mostly glossed over. While it shouldn't have been the focus of the entire episode, it probably deserved more attention due to how monumental of a change it was, and there could have been some really interesting ideas to explore with that. The episode just doesn't feel like Jodie's grand introduction, which was a shame for those really excited to see what she could do with the role. 1. Asylum of the Daleks The title of this episode alone is enough to raise the eyebrows of any Who fan. An asylum built for Daleks? That just sounds like such an exciting and tense setting for an adventure. Then it gets even better when you realise that it's the Daleks who request that the Doctor enter the asylum. It makes you wonder what the Doctor is going to be facing. How twisted must a Dalek be to be put in an asylum? Sadly, the episode isn't executed well. First of all, there is the storyline with Amy and Roy getting divorced, which feels incredible incredibly forced, and just acts as a distraction from the asylum. Then you have the overly complicated and confusing Oswin Oswald storyline that begins in this episode, again taking the spotlight away from the Daleks. Finally, you top it all off with the strange addition of the Daleks forgetting who the Doctor is, a plot point that isn't ever really explored in the future. With all the different ways you could take an episode like this, it's one idea that really deserves to be looked into once again. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.